What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Tabletop for Two podcast. I'm Brad Van Butt. I'm Emily Van Butt. So uh, we are we're going to be previewing, I guess, our picks for Gen Con. Mm-hmm. We each have brought 10 games to the table. Though I had 17 on my list originally. Well, you'd call them down. We're not going to talk about 30 games on this episode. How, many did, how many did you have? Total though. Oh, that I had like earmarked. Uh huh. A lot, like forty, probably. Good God, man! A lot of them were already for sale though, so I didn't really well, count those. See, and but things that's like why that. I didn't. I only did things that weren't already for sale. I, I also stayed away from that, or at least tried to when I yeah. did the final list when I cut it down. So gotcha. that's our main topic. Um, we have a couple of new games to talk about this week. Of course, before we do all that, some some minor housekeeping as usual. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media. If you have Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, you look for at Tabletop for Two. You will find us there. Uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music or any other podcatcher that you choose. We have a BGG Guild number two six two three, where usually if we have news and stuff like that, we'll post updates for you guys there. And as usual, if there's any topic you guys would like us to cover about two-player gaming on the show, drop us a line and we will certainly consider it. Um, I've been very much looking forward to the latest Vitalis Erda game. Uh, which is called Lisboa. I know you have. I know. Well, we talked about last episode. This That was one of our yes, most anticipated. Yes, you were so excited. He put our mail on hold because we were leaving for you know the beach for a few days and he's like, oh, it's in. I'm going to run and get it before we leave. <laughs> They had a UPS that morning before we left, hilarious. and I was like, well, I might as well run to the UPS place. It's only it's only 10 minutes away. <laughs> but uh, this is, of course, Lisboa, the new game from uh, Vitalis Herod and Eagle Griffin Games. Um, it is a... It, so the, the, the backstory behind this game is actually sort of interesting, because I did not realize that in Lisbon, or in, in Portugal, um, there was actually a massive earthquake followed by a tsunami, followed by three days of fires that almost destroyed the city. And this backdrop was used uh, to make this game where you are different, um, I guess, influential folks in Lisbon after these catastrophes that are trying to use your influence um, with different nobles to help in, you know, do your part in rebuilding the city Mm -hmm. um, to gain like social stature. Because the victory points in this game are wigs, and apparently wigs were were the social measuring stick of the time. The more wigs you had, well, you know, yeah. that's how it ro- how they rolled back then. Their hair was probably really crappy, and uh, and the gameplay is is it's probably all horse hair too, probably. <laughs> So the gameplay for Lisboa is actually fairly simple because every turn you have, um, you're going to have a hand of five cards. And you're going to play a card, pick an action. Right, you're going to play a card, pick an action. Basically, you have a you have a player tableau, and you have the choice to play a card into the tableau, which if you do, either gives you like a bonus while the card resides in there, or it gives you like a certain number of influence that whenever you collect influence, you gain that. And when you do that action, you can either trade for favors with one of these nobles, or you can oh shoot, what was the what was the first one? Oh, you can sell your goods. That's right, you yes. can sell goods to ships, um, which gets you money, but could possibly get other players victory points if you sell to their ships. Or um, you can take your card and put it in the the king's court and try to appeal um, to the favor of one of the three nobles. There's the the builder, the marquis, and the king himself. And doing that 
uh, unlocks a whole new slew of actions that you have access to that you can do. And, or you can, they have treasury cards as well, which are like special events that you can play into the court. And basically, it's like a shortcut to one of these actions because when you curry favor with these nobles, you have to pay an influence. Mm -hmm. And, and it's a varying amount of influence depending on how many other people are visiting in that king, in that noble's court, basically. This is very interesting. Um, the different actions include the, the producing of goods, which then devalues those goods as the game goes along, which is an, a nice, interesting mechanic to make sure that one good does not reign supreme mm-hmm. in popularity. Uh, it involves building uh, stores in the main square in Lisboa, which is how you produce goods and also a key way to earn victory points. Um, building like public centers, uh, you know, which usually requires getting some sort of building plan. Um, and, ascent- and as you go along, you can also get these cards called decrees, which are different ways that you can score victory points at the end of the game. Um, so it's, it is a very, very familiar feel. Um, if you've played any of Vitalisator's other games, this one, uh, likened probably the most to the Gallers for me, especially with the influence track. Well, and how I that was works. just laughing because we talked about this, that this was the hardest one for us to kind of like wrap our head around just cause there's, I mean, it's simple. It's play a card, pick an action, but there's so much going on. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know where to start. And I believe we got called out on Twitter by Vital himself. He did, did. we not? Well, he did. Well, he, well, he he claims, and 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 he had other folks backing him up too. That this is actually one of his lightest designs, which I I could like as we got through the game, it became a little bit easier to understand what was going on. I know at first, like you were really like trying to figure out just what what you were doing. Right. I was well, tricky because you know how I am. I'm a planner. I like mm. to know what's going on. But when you're first going into something like this, you have no clue what you're doing. Right. So it was hard for me. to I'm like trying to remember all the things, even with the there is literally a book to help you with this. I, mean, I, I would call it a pamphlet. The, the, the player whatever. aid. The player aid is a pamphlet. I mean, in fairness, that could have been like a double sided piece of paper. I, I think it's more aesthetically pleasing in the form yes. that it's in. Anyway. I, like I said, it just took me a little while. It took a little while longer for this one to click for me than usual. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I don't know. I really enjoyed it, though. Oh, it was a lot of fun, for sure. Um, I I would be hesitant to rank it um, amongst his games after just one play. We'd have right. to we'd have to revisit it a couple more times. Yeah, I'm I definitely looking forward to going back now that I know what I'm doing. Right. Well, and, and like I said, the, the influence mechanic, because you, like I said, you can gain and spend influence throughout the game, and you can also spend your influence for money mm-hmm. if you find yourself needing a couple dollars. It Money's was, tight in this one, too. Well, it's not meant to be something that you have. Well, I mean, later in the game, it'd become quite easier as goods. The, the problem is goods are tight early in the game. Which the are your main source is, of income? Everything's expensive early well, in the game too. Well, that's what I'm saying, and and, and that's just another game where, you, like M said, the the other tricky part is when the game first starts, building buildings are very expensive, and the main oh, way yeah. to get money is to sell goods, and that's they're I got harder all excited, to come like, by. Oh, I can build a building, and then I was like, yeah, it's, it's one six dollars short. And I'm it's like, actually one of those Jesus. things where the further the game gets along, the easier it is to do. A lot of the different moves, and then the game ends basically. Yeah, so, like, yeah. once, once, once easier, things get you're like, rolling. oh, nope, we're done. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Like I said, I really I like the influence mechanic, which again is very similar to the influence mechanic that's in that's in the gallerist, um, and and obviously inspired by that. So, yeah, Lisboa, very, very good. Um, as usual with these Eagle Griffin um, games they've been coming out with lately, the production value is also out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything's really nice. So yeah, the player mats were phenomenal. Yeah, they they had they're the player mats are similar to the ones like inside that are like the double layered boards, so that your wood pieces have slots that they go into. Mm-hmm. They don't slide around, which 
Man, I wish Terraforming Mars had <laughs> been able to do something like that. That's the one game that would benefit the most from it for sure. Yeah, but we have the thing. I know we that, have the we have the the insert that does what was it. But it yeah. The Meeple Realty one. Yep. Yeah. And and like I said, two player game of Lisboa should only take you about ninety minutes once you once you get it down pat. So yeah, Lisboa, very good. Uh, thumbs up from us. We expected to like it. I'm not I'm not at all surprised. <laughs> uh, next on the list is one that Brad was not sure that I would like, and that is Churchill. Mm-hmm. This is so. This is from GMT. <laughs> this this game has a very interesting premise because the 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 setting of the game is you are one of the three allied leaders either Winston Churchill, Franklin Roosevelt or Joseph Stalin um during World War II um you know and and collectively fighting against both the the Germans and the Japanese uh, the the Axis powers and it's an interesting game because it takes place over the 10 conferences that they had during during this period of time uh towards you know the middle end of the war and we only played the training game, which is three conferences long. And the game's split into two parts. <laughs> the, the the game is split into a debate of the different issues of that round, essentially, mm-hmm. and then the actioning of what was result of what was decided in those debates. And to debate, you each have a number of staff cards that are played, and essentially you are taking one of the issues that's available and putting it up for debate. And in order to debate it, you play one of your staff cards, which has a numerical value of some kind. The way the board is laid out, it's like a table that has a track leading to each leader, and you're trying to It kind of reminded me of sorry. (laughs) Oh, I mean, the track looks similar. You're trying to move the issue to your side of the table and ultimately to your leader's chair if possible because and at the end of this discussion round, whoever has these issues on their side of the table will win them and therefore kind of be responsible for executing them. Now, that part of the game was really fun. Where it lost us a little bit was the actual like resolution part of the oh. game where you have to assign That's where I tapped out. Yeah, I'm assign like, nope. military units to these um front tracks that are you know represent the no army's s- positions in it Germany. It made no Japan. sense to me. It was it was a lot to wrap your head around. And we only made it through we one round. We made it round. through one round and I told him, I said, Honey, I'm not having fun. I said, I know you want me. I said, you know how I usually am. I'm like, okay, I'll suffer through it. We'll see if it gets better. I'm to the point now where I'm just like, nope, don't like this. I'm done. I get it. There, there was just a lot of. It was. It felt like a lot of. Like, so I'm glad we got it played. You know, if anything, just to get just, it off, the, get off the shelf. shelf yeah. But um, <laughs> no, but it, it did feel like a lot of like bookkeeping during the resolution round. Whereas, as as much as the debate part of the game flowed um the resolution part was definitely very clunky and i it would be difficult to imagine doing that could you imagine playing like the full campaign going over no. all 10, 10 rounds as you go through and doing that that would be something else i think 10 rounds of twilight struggles enough yeah but that, but twilight struggle we have a lot of fun during those 10 rounds because of all yeah, the tension yeah but that's still a lot going on there i'd rather play 10 rounds of that than 10 rounds of that well i i think what what we've discovered with gmt stuff so far when it comes to these like war games is that we tend to enjoy like the card driven ones and haven't really clicked as much with the ones that don't kind of have that mechanic because Cuba well, Libre no, also is, I haven't clicked you probably do I don't I don't know like when we play Cuba Libre that was a bit of a uh, struggle for us as well but I I'd felt say. like you were having way more fun than I was when we played that well I, I like watching like the the gears turn basically is what I like enjoy now the other thing that kind of made things a little off kilter with this one is that when you're playing Churchill you have to use three players so when you're playing with two players there is a 
like a bot player. And I will say the bot instructions in Churchill very well laid out and very simple, but I'm sure that you weren't enjoying me having to constantly go back and like check reference the sheet of yeah. like what would what not, would the bot do because of this situation is right, happening right now. It was right not now. helping matters at all. Yeah, so like I said, little little disjointed. Churchill probably would be a better game with three players if you had three like human people controlling it. I've heard it's a great solo three as well. Three human people? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I've heard it's really good solo as well. As, it's as been it, a long week, guys. As, as it turns out, two players and BGG, the community even says that that's the weakest play count for this game, so maybe that's just honestly true. There you go. So yeah, Churchill, not, not a fan... Not a fan for us. Not good with two. Well, at least from our account. Um, next is actually, this one's a specific two player game, is it not? Yeah, this was um, a Bruno Cathala game that came out a couple years ago called Haru Ichiban. Um, bit of an abstract game where you are trying to create uh, patterns of flowers on these frog lilies mm-hmm. um, that you can manipulate and move around Lily over the pads. course of the game round. Whatever. It's all the same. <laughs> They know what I meant. <laughs> it's a lily pad, honey. The uh, the way the way the mechanics work in this game is interesting because every turn each player has a or what well, should say at the beginning of each uh, game each player has uh, flowers in their color that are labeled with one through eight and you have three in your hand that are hidden from the other player and each turn you're going to bid one and depending on whether you're the high bid or the low bid specifically determines. Where you're able to place your flower. Yeah, low bid has to go on the dark green lily. Yeah, there's always a, a one of the lilies that is dark green, which is each round. But then the lower player gets to actually shift the lilies around the board so they can kind of position them. Mm-hmm. But then the dark player or the higher player can determine which lily gets flipped over to the dark side before the next round. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of set yourself up for for you know manipulating it the way you want to. Um M and you're like I said, you're trying to form specific patterns that get you points, and whoever gets to the mo- to uh, five points first is going to win. M completely killed me in this game. Like I was terrible. I am at a it. Haru Ichiban savant, apparently. Apparently, either that or I'm the worst Haru Ichiban player ever. Look, I don't understand because like normally, normally games like this games are like ones this, that... you kick my ass. <laughs> so I don't know what what's where the disconnect is for you, or maybe it's just my years and years of Tetris playing that's just like, oh, I can do this. I think this is more your, like, Othello playing, because you were the one that always liked Othello a lot. That too. When you were uh, when you were growing up. Not me so much. Yeah, this for some reason, I, this one just did not make sense with me. Um, M, it clicked for right away. I enjoyed the game. It was fun. Um, I'm curious. To, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I want to get back into it and, and do better than I did the first time yeah, we played. Yeah, because we played two games, and... The first game, he fought a little bit. The second game, he didn't even have a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I asked him, I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, are you high or drunk or something? Yeah, just, like, it, like I said, I, I, just, just I just couldn't make it make sense in my head for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, that was so simple. Maybe it was too simple for you. I don't want to say that. Maybe you're, I think you're just good at the game, and I'm just not good at the game for whatever reason. But like I said, we're, it's it's see, sticking I'm around. Nicer. I can be nice when I want to be. See, yeah, it's, I'm it's, trying. It's sticking around in our collection. Um, <laughs> Haru Ichiban. If you're looking for a nice, cheap, um, little abstract game for two players, Loved it. it's worth a look. It's worth a look. Um, finally, one thing that we've been wanting to talk about for a while, but it's just it's taken us a while to kind of work through the whole set, is the Legendary Encounters Alien expansion that came out. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a really robust expansion for Legendary Encounters. Of course, we've, we've talked about Legendary Encounters on this show a ton. Um, it is one of our favorite games. Um, Absolutely. Like, I think, what one was of, it, number uh, two or something? One of our favorite did? co-op games. Our yes. top 20, well, I think it is our favorite co-op game without without any uh, 
any doubt there. Um, but yeah, it's it's and and this expansion adds quite a bit. So let's let's go through the detailed list of what it adds. So first of all, it adds um, soldiers, which are a new type of drone. Like the drones are like the filler cards that go into the decks to pad the game out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, soldiers are cards that can go into the objective decks to actually increase the difficulty of the game because these are harder enemies. It um, also put hard mode for the first movies. Well, yeah, so it's so it it has a hard so they have objectives and location cards for all of the uh, uh, the locations that are in the first game, but they're like hard difficulty, like M said, where if you found certain scenarios to be not so challenging in the first game, then they can de- you could definitely ramp it up with this one. Oh man, and it do certainly they? did. Yeah, because we tried one of the ones that we always like won every time. And we got our butts whooped. Yeah, it was aliens. So that that's cool. Yeah. Um, they have two new, uh, like scenarios mm-hmm. uh, that are completely unique to the game that have different aliens. Like they have like flying aliens in one, and and some other stuff. And with regular and hard modes for those as well. So that and those were interesting too. Um, we dug those quite a bit. What we really wanted to dig into was the alien queen. Oh well, we're, we're not even there yet. There's more stuff that oh, they had. God. There, it, it added I think five new. Characters. It added a new character for each of the four movies, and it also mm-hmm. added like a uh, a Ripley character deck that can work in all four decks. Essentially, one that can go anywhere you want to. Um, it added new strikes to the game mode. Ooh, they're nasty too. Some of them can be real nasty. They added a new set, new sets of like avatar cards, so that you can have many more unique starting options. But like I said, the thing that we had been procrastinating on was the new competitive mode that they have in the game, which where one player can actually play as the alien queen who gets their own unique deck of character cards, their own unique regular deck of cards, and they there's also an alien queen enemy that the players have to defeat as well in order to beat the game that kind of just goes on the bottom of the deck. Now, I was I was most curious about this mode just because this is you, you know what changes the game. Mm-hmm. significantly from the first game. And while we enjoyed everything else that was in this box immensely, this is the one thing that fell a little bit short. Well, I think at a higher player count, it would work better. Mm. But because it was just the two of us, one, I mean, it just didn't work. Because basically, it just handicapped you, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, because the, the way the alien queen works is she has her own action cards and her actions can be where she can just attack the other player if she has a certain number of attack points that she can deal or she can force cards out of the hive deck to you know increase mm-hmm. the flow of cards or she can just knock cards out of the out of the you know hero character's hands basically and that and and like I've said the game can be tricky enough as it is and when you have this like opposing force that's just sitting there picking at you, picking at you, picking at you, it became can be really difficult with two players. Now, now, like she said too, if you have more players to spread it out so that you know the the humans get to do more before the aliens player turn right. comes around, and then the alien player also has to make choices as far as which player to attack because you can only really attack one player at a time. Um, I think that would balance things out a little bit more. But yeah, so maybe one day when one of our uh, gamer friends comes over, we'll have to try it with at least three. Or we could we could always see. play it where like one of us who's playing the regular characters plays it like two handed. Possibly that's also a possibility as well. If you wanted to see what that plays mm-hmm. like with three players, this coming from the man who hates playing Seven Wonders, just the two of us now. 
I don't think that's going to work. Well, that's different. That's a different. That's a whole different mechanic. Playing two handed for this game is not is is a way different experience than playing Seven Wonders, which I'm is just it's a, which is a variant. So, but yeah, so the the encounters box mostly good. Um, I would pass on the Alien Queen expansion, but it's still I think very much worth it for the characters, the new objectives, the new mm-hmm. the new scenarios, and all the extra cards that come with it for sure. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely if you're a fan of Legendary Encounters, give that one a look for sure. So as we are recording this, um, Gen Con 2017, I believe, is this weekend coming up. And uh, as we did last year, we uh, we wanted to kind of go through some of the new games that are going to be shown off at the show and give our picks on the th- stuff that we're most interested in uh, as far as two-player stuff goes. So oh, maybe you wrote your list in here. You want me to put my list in here? No, you don't have to put your list in there. I just had mine there to... Uh, to have that there. Let's see how many are on here. Be ready to go. So, uh, so yeah, we each the way we did this is we each just picked ten games, um, separate from one another, and we will see. Oh, there's only two crossovers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I was I was assuming there would be more. So I'm now interested to see <laughs> what you have brought to the table I here. See, I see two. I see a couple on here that I totally forgot about. Mm. But I think you'll like some of the ones that I now. Have. Did you? Was your list? Is your list exclusively comprised of stuff that is only available for demo yes. at the con? Okay, so some of my list is stuff that's actually going on sale at and, the convention. And actually, one of these I looked at and I gave a real hard look at because I kind of like the theme of it. I think I know which one already that you're talking about. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll get to that um, I, real quick. There, there's two games I did want to mention that we're not going to talk about probably because we talked about them on our last episode where we talked about the most anticipated games for 2017, um, which is Arkham Horror: The Path to Carcosa expansion for Arkham Horror: The Card Game, which is going on sale at Gen Con, and then Fate of the Elder Gods, which is also going to be for sale at Gen Con. But we got our copy in the mail recently, so yeah, it is sitting downstairs on our table. Yes, we've not played speak. it yet. We will probably have uh, some to report back on that next episode. I hope so. Those are two that will not be on our list. So, uh, ladies first, you can give me one game off of your list, and and we'll go from there. Okay, I'll give you the one game that I have to have. Okay. Mm, It's Pandemic Season 2. Okay, yeah, and that's... Because I really, really enjoyed playing that with you last last time, so I really, really am looking forward to it. That is on my list as as well, and we don't need to... Go over it too much because that's an, again one of the ones that we talked about last week. Um, but yeah, very much well, like looking. I, said, I just think it's cool because they're in these, you know, what what was the? I don't remember what the damn thing was. The uh, like aqua something or other, the floating city kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you're living on these, and you're like, oh, let's see what's out there. <laughs> right. Listen, the this the, ought to the, be fun. <laughs> the story looks interesting, um, and I'm interested to see the tweaks they make to the gameplay. But yeah, that's on my list as well. So we will uh, we will not cover that. Um, another one that is probably on your list, and we might have briefly mentioned it last week. Codenames duet. That's on mine. No, it's not. No. On my list. Okay. <laughs> well, codename codenames duet. This is the new codenames, um, which is going to be for sale. At the convention, and this is the one that's specifically two-player, and it's interesting because I don't know if you know a lot about it, but apparently, the like the key card that comes with it is actually double-sided. Oh, so we can each see it. You'll each see one side of it, and some of the some of the um, guesses that you need 
overlap between the two cards, but some oh, of them don't. No. So you have to. It's so it's very. Oh, that would be fun. And nope. apparently, I think there's like multiple assassins as well that only like each each player can see like one of them that they both see, and then each player also has one assassin that only they see. No, I saw the Disney one on mm-hmm. there, which pass. I I could play with probably you know two other people of ours. Yeah, but you probably would get blown out of the water for that. Most likely. But like I said, the duet <laughs> one, I, I could see you and I uh, playing that quite a bit. Oh, absolutely. As time goes along. Hey, two-player games. That's our bread and butter, baby. Yep. Um, so I don't know if you even gave this a look, but 13 Clues? No, It's the second edition um, of the game, I believe. They're reprinting it. Okay, well, tell me about it because I haven't so, heard of it. So it's a deduction game. But the way it sounds, it's like... Um, it's like what we wanted Sleuth to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's like a very basic version of Clue to And me. it plays with two? Yeah, it says two to six. Interesting. And it plays in 30 minutes. Hmm. <laughs> Bear, I mean, Bear's look. I mean, that's... that's... So, so basically what it says, it says you have the details of everybody. Like, you're all trying to solve a crime. You have the details of everybody else's, but you don't have the details of yours. So mm-hmm. you're trying to find yours before everybody else finds theirs. Okay, I like I like a good deduction game. Um, like I said, it just it seemed interesting. I was curious because it's a du- deduction for two of us, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hmm, how would that work? But I mean, if nothing else, it goes up to six because we it would probably be fun with our friends. It's probably I mean, if it's thirty minute game, I'm assuming it's a card game, probably pretty cheap too. Yeah, so that's, it's thirty bucks. Okay, that's, cool. Manny did it. That's worth taking a flyer on for sure. They've been doing a lot of not. They've been they, they've been doing a lot of or not games. See, look, I took lots of notes. That's good. Well, I said, well, you're educating me because I didn't see that. Um, I'm going to throw the new game from Bezier Games at you, and a lot of people are looking forward to this. This is Whistle Stop from them. I didn't even see this one. This it's a it, it looks like a very um, Only Whistle Stop. I know is Whistle Stop Cafe. Well, it looks like a very simple. Um, kind of like tolling, kind of like route building game. Oh, sorts right up my alley. Yeah, it looks very cool. Um, this one's getting a lot of buzz. I believe this one goes up for sale at at the con. Um, so that's one, why I didn't see it. Yeah, so one that will be that that's it's much anticipated. Like I said, I literally cool. took my list and I and I filtered it by demos only. Okay, because well, you told me to. There you go. Well, then I will definitely have a couple <laughs> that are not going to be on your list. Then so yeah, whistle stop is is one for me. It looks it looks very cool. Okay. Um. Next one I have is called Ancestry. Okay. Um, Eric Lang did it. Okay. So I thought that might sell you on it. <laughs> but um, it's a family tree building game. It's tile laying, you know, and you're drafting the tiles and you're trying to fill your family tree. You're either there and they have like there's pictures of people on there and then there's little leaves and then there's little pieces of hearts. So you're either going to marry people mm-hmm. or you're going to add them to your family tree and extend your family tree. And you get points. Like there's, uh, what is this? I want hold on. There are, uh, oh, there's three rounds. You score points at the end of each round after five ancestors have been laid out. Mm-hmm. And then you score points based on marriages. Some of them have little coin bonus thingies. I'm I'm laughing because this sounds a lot like a lighter version of a game that you did not yes. care for. See, so. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But this one interests me more than that one because that just, for we're, whatever reason... We're, that we're referring to Legacy, um, the legacy of Duke de Krejci, right, which that, it just, Emily did not it like. It did not jive with me. Th- honey, that, no. No, that one just wasn't good. This is tiling. Well, I love tiling. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw another tiling game with Guess you. Guess what? It's only 30 bucks. Well, there you go. <laughs> 
I, l- I like how we're making these decisions based on what we're going to play based on price alone, apparently, right now. So <laughs> that's fine. Well, no, I'm trying to get you to buy this because you think I'm going to hate it because of the one I didn't like. But I really won't. I promise. I have. Uh, so another tiling game. Um, now, there's not a lot of information on BGG about this. I am I am interested on it in because of the designer and the artist alone. And that is Riverboat, which is a new game from, I believe, was it? Michael Kiesling is the designer. You have a computer and a tablet and at your disposal. Why can't you look this well, up? Because I'm trying to talk. That's why. <laughs> so you can't multitask. Not no. It's it's hard to fill. It's hard. Well, then you give another game while I look up, so I don't look like a fool when I'm talking about Riverboat. Ladder twenty nine. Well, that's that's not even fair because we had that back by <laughs> Kickstarter. Oh, we do. Yeah, that was a Kickstarter game. It's okay. we're going to be getting it at some point. Well, you have it on your list too. So how is it not fair? You're right. Ladder, Ladder, Ladder 29 is a firefighter-themed trick-taking game. Um, that is a theme that is near and dear to both mine and Emily's hearts. We both have fathers who are in the fire department. Yep. And we all we both love uh, trick-taking games as well. Absolutely. So that is a no-brainer. We have discussed that on this sh- game previously, but that will be up for demo at the con. So Whistle Stop, or not Whistle Stop, Riverboat. <laughs> it, it is Michael Kiesling. I was right. And it definitely has the Clemens Franz art. Which we that, like very much. That, that box looks like Walnut Grove right well, there. Well, that's because it's the same artist. Okay, so you, well, there you, you go. You know your stuff. Um, <laughs> there's only a couple images on BGG about this, and there's only one image of the game itself. Like I said, it looks like there's some tile laying. It looks interesting enough. Okay. I like Michael Kiesling, and of course I like art from Clemens Franz. There's not much to be known, but I am I am looking at this on on reputation alone, and it'll be up for demo at Gen Con. Okay. Um, let me see. What's left on my list? Let's, let's, uh, okay. Ah, you, I don't even know if you even looked at this. Neon Knights 2086. I did not, actually. It's a racing game. Yeah? Yes. What type of racing? Um. Because we have two racing games that we like a lot. Well, it's, I, I don't know. It just says it's a racing game, Okay. So you have the upper crust people, and then you have the people in the slums. The mm-hmm. people in the slums are trying to get to the world above, and they do that by spending their... So, well, you're not allowed to spend money in the slums. Mm-hmm. Money's been outlawed, so they spend poker chips. So you spend these poker chips, you build a car so that you can be entered into the race, the extreme racing league that they have up there. Mm-hmm. If you win, you become a neon knight, and you can go up to the upper crust, but then I think you get to be their chauffeurs. Yeah. <laughs> But you don't know, like, the mechanics of the game? Like, what type of game it is? It didn't say? Well, it says it's, you know, you're, uh, I don't know. It says you can do campaigns, you can do one-off races, all kinds of stuff. I don't okay. know. Okay. Now you have to look up while, I have while I'm talking. Up. Yeah. Um, oh, so, you get to put weapons and shields and all kinds of crap on your car, too. There you go. So it's like combat race, like death yes. race, then. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's fine. Sorry, I had to go further down in my uh, notes here. Um, I think this game is for sale at the con, and I think that this might be the game that is on your list as well that you said you looked at. And no, both of my games are gone. Oh, okay. So this is Apoc- Apocrypha, I think is how you pronounce it. That's the one below. It's the one I was looking at. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Apocrypha uh, Adventure Card Game. So this is from uh, Mike Sillinger, who is who's famous for doing the Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, and this is apparently a similar system um but with like a horror theme like a supernatural theme um this has been something that's been anticipated for a little while mm-hmm. i 
I both like and dislike the Pathfinder adventure card game system. I know you don't have any experience with it. No. I played, I got the app, the Pathfinder app, uh-huh. and it's a very unique system for sure. Uh-huh. Um, it has its ups and its pluses and minuses. I'm curious to see how this, how the mechanics differ from Pathfinder because I definitely like the theme. A little bit better, like Pathfinder's very generic fantasy roleplay theme. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, the horror theme is is one I like a little bit more. So I, it bears more research. I remember I kind of gave it a, a once over because this this was on Kickstarter a couple of years ago, and I looked at it. I was like, I don't know, I, and I wanted to wait to see what it looked like when it got out in the wild. Mm-hmm. So, but apparently, it's going to be on sale at Gen Con. Um, so I'm interested to see what the feedback looks like, and if people like it, then I would definitely consider checking it out. Also with the Neon Knights, uh-huh. um, apparently as you're going through, because you're going through the cities, so as you're going through the cities, different parts of the city, depending on where you are, mm-hmm. have either boosts to help you use like your weapons and stuff, or it'll have like hazards, basically. Okay, that's interesting. So, so. Like I said, it looked interesting to me. Um, I have Founders of Gloomhaven on here. I wasn't sure if you had backed this on Kickstarter. We, I know it's on Kickstarter. It, it's over now. We did not back it. That's another one that I was... Yes, but I think you can still pre-order it. Right, if you want to. Um, that's another one I was waiting to see. Why Why are you interested besides the obvious reason, <laughs> which is because it's a toddling game? Well, that... But no, like... I mean, I've really enjoyed playing Gloomhaven so far, and mm-hmm. this, they said it's like... Hundreds of years. So basically, we're building Gloomhaven. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it would be interesting to see how it all shook out. You know what I mean? I want to. I want to see more in the game. I honestly like. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the Kickstarter campaign for it because I was more um, paying attention to Crusaders and and Renegade mm-hmm. on there. Um, so this one kind of slipped through the cracks for me. The, well, the, so I thought. So that one. This one also has like solo mode that you could do too. Mm-hmm. So. So the the only reason that I'm I don't even want to say I'm on the fence. The only reason that I was not rushing to back it is because of all the things that I really love in Gloomhaven. Mm-hmm. One of the things that doesn't really like tick my box one way or the other is the world so far, and that might be because we're still pretty early in our campaign and right. we haven't gotten to dive into it. But so far, the world hasn't done anything to really grab me, so I'm not rushing to to grab a game that's themed in the same setting yet, I have to check out the game first. But, I mean, certainly it's one that people have been talking about because it was on Kickstarter. And, well, like you uh, said, since we've played Gloomhaven, I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I just, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, city building, tiling, all good things. I'm going to throw out another for sale game, and I mentioned it last week, so I'm not going to say too much about it here, but apparently Rhino Hero Super Battle is going on sale with Haba Games Nice at Gen Con. We talked about that last show. I, I want really it. want more Rhino Hero. I love Rhino it's Hero. Bigger Rhino Hero. Rhino Hero. Rhino Hero. I think the last time we played it, we were we were a little lit when we played it last time. It was more fun that way. Because oh. <laughs> we had we had company over. Because we were trying to put the top, and I see my fingers. I'm like, oh god, oh god, I'm going to drop this card. Yep. I don't. I don't. Good. I don't know what Rhino Hero would look like. It would be. It would be like a like a tower building game where the like the lowest score won because <laughs> it'd be Rhino Rhino Casey so. <laughs> Um, okay, so I have Dice Hospital. Did you see this one? I did not see Dice Hospital. Jeez, I have a geez. Dice game on my list, too, but you can talk about yours first. So Dice Hospital, um, basically, actually, this one's going to be on Kickstarter next month. Mm-hmm. So you have a personal player board where you have patients that you have to treat, and the patients are dice. 
the pips on the dice tell you how sick the patient is. The lower the number, the sicker they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a staff that you can use to treat these. There are special staff that you can get somehow or another. It was kind of vague still. Um, but, yeah, we love our dice chuckers. I kind of feel like this is the one that, like, what we wanted Healthy Heart Hospital to be. Mm-hmm. But it really was. Is it a little more streamlined? Like, what's what's the playtime say for this one? Uh, forty-five to ninety minutes. Mm. But it's one to four people. Okay, that was the only th- like the thing with Healthy Heart that kept us from keeping it. I think was that it just kind of dragged on too long. Right. So like games like this, I feel like they need to kind of move. It'd be interesting to check out though. I mean, I like I, said, I like it, I like games with dice manipulation. I know. I know. That's um, why I put it out there. Speaking of another game with dice manipulation, this is a new game. Like I from, said, we can find out more next month. So this game um, is also a dice game, and it has two things that we like. Renegade Games is okay. the publisher. Yeah. Maker of Clank and Lanterns. And J. Alex Kevern is the designer. And Yay. J. Alex Kevern. Gold West. Gold West and also World's Fair 1893 or 1903, whatever year World's Fair takes place in. Takes place in. It's um, taken place in lots of years, dear. And this is a this is a like set collection dice manipulation kind of futuristic themed game. Um, I believe this will be going up for sale at Gen Con. It okay. looked really cool. And like I said, because of the designer and publisher, I am bullish on <laughs> how sentient will be. It Your looks very ass. neat. Um, okay, so I have one. It's called the Big Score. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? I did not. So you're a mob boss or crime boss, uh, one of many in the city, apparently. Uh, the I forget it was like Centennial Bank or whatever. Apparently, they've gotten this massive influx of cash and jewels and artifacts and encrypted data things, and it's just like a really big, you know, big haul if you can get it. So you basically have to team up with your fellow crime bosses mm-hmm. to pull off some smaller heists. In order to get into the bank, and then once once you're in there, it's kind of you know all for one or uh, everybody for themselves kind of a thing. So can you like lose the game before you get into the bank or something if you're not working no, together? I don't, no, okay. you can't do that because they said it's split in two halves. The first half you're trying to get trying to get in there, and then once you get in there, that's when things can go haywire because. You know, you could. It's a kind of a risk reward thing. It's a pressure luck with you know pulling off jobs and doing this and doing that. You can get caught by the cops. You mm-hmm. know, this, that, and the other. Okay. But yeah. So the uh, another another game on my list. I've had my eye on this. Thirty one. minutes to ha- uh, thirty minutes to an hour. Okay. Just nice and quick. So you know. So one game that I've had on my list is and a game. I don't see how that could work, but okay. Um, <laughs> New game from Portal Games that's coming out soonish. Um, this is called Alien Artifacts. This is a 4X style game, but it is a card game and it can be played in under an hour. So you have like very limited resources that you can use every turn. And mm-hmm. of course, you'll get like new ships, new technologies. It's just like I said, I'm, I'm always interested when folks do kind of a different take on 4X instead of just the typical. Like dudes on a map running across terrain and getting I new had, abilities and stuff like that. I had a forex game on my list. I can't remember what it was though, okay. but not not on my my final list. Mm-hmm. But like but. I said, this looks uh, this looks pretty cool, mm-hmm. and uh, and definitely looking forward to hearing some uh, feedback from folks that play it over at uh, Gen Con. So the one and only two player game on my list mm-hmm. is called Fog of Love. 
Fog of love. Yes. This this already sounds highly skeptical. <laughs> so <laughs> they uh, well, I know you're gonna hate this because they dubbed it the romantic comedy mm-hmm. card game. You're here. not selling me. No. So you each so you each have a character. Um, and these characters, you create them, they meet, they fall in love, and then you have to deal with the perils and pitfalls and ups and downs of a relationship. Okay. (laughs) It just sounded interesting. I figured you'd say no. Anyway. I mean, I'll look at it if you're interested. I just, you know, I I would like if you would give it a look-see. You probably would be like, Jesus Christ, what is she trying to get me to play? Trying to get me to play like Love Actually, the board game, apparently. So. <laughs> no. Um, the last one that's on my list is a game that kind of popped up again. This is another one that there's not a lot of information, so I'm very I'm going to be keeping a keen eye to see what things look like at the I con itself. This, one. this is Richard the Lionheart, um, which is a new game from Simon, and it is... A Robin Hood themed game. I know. That's why I was excited. And I'm assuming there's going to be cool, like, Robin Hood themed miniatures. And apparently, Richard the Lionheart eventually comes back or not and kind of takes control of the kingdom and sees what's up. So the premise seems interesting. No well, one said, really knows anything about it. You can recruit the sheriff. You can do mm-hmm. this. You can do that. I saw that. I like the cool. theme. That's uh, that's what caught my eye, and so yes, I will be I will be keeping an, an eye on Richard the Lionheart. Well, you're gonna laugh at me on my last one. Okay. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China, the game. This okay. It's a miniature. It's got miniatures, honey. I know, and I I've been trying to and keep look, this from this, you. And this is the thing because I have. Uh, it's probably just because I love the movie so much. I can't help myself. Um. But it kind of reminded me, remember I was trying to get you to get me the Goonies game? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it is. It's like the Goonies game. Because you're traveling to locations, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. You're going to fight Lopan and his henchmen, and f- discover weapons and all that good fun stuff. They have thematic dice with it, honey. It I am dice. I am highly, highly skeptical. As far as whether this game is going to be good or not. I have seen it. Have I have seen, seen it. Okay, you saw that one. I have I have seen okay. it. Well, here. Do you want to see... You want to know what my other ones that didn't make the cut were for this list? Oh, uh, sure. And I guess I can probably give a couple of those as well while, while you're doing that. Okay. So, Council of Four. I don't know if you saw that one. Didn't. That was a cool mini game. Um... Gridstones, but I, I 86 Gridstones because it seems like with two players, it just wouldn't be good. It's an abstract. You're trying to make constellations on a board. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be good with two people. Uh, Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. Okay. Don't know if you saw that one. Uh, Planetoid. Shutterbug. Well, it's limited to five because otherwise we'll be here for, for a while, I think. No, I only have two more on my list. Okay, well then go for it. And then I had Victoriana and Island Hopper. Okay. Um, couple on my list that uh, looked interesting but did not make my final cut, for those curious. Um, game called Aura, which is a kind of like a set or hand management game. Um, the City is a Splendor expansion. I don't know if we need it or not, but that's certainly something that's out there. Um, Nemo's war, or not Nemo's war. I'm sorry. Um, where oh the the Matainai expansion. 
Again, not sure if it's something that we need, but I, I am interested uh, to check it out. Let's see what else we have here. Um, the Game of Thrones miniatures game, probably not going to get this. It looks interesting, but... I saw that, and I knew you'd probably like love it, but I don't see how we have time for it. No, I, I would agree. And then Wasteland Express Delivery Service. I've heard a lot of good things about this game. Um, I, but saw, I, just... I saw a food truck game, too. Truck Off, I mm-hmm. think it was called. It looked fun. Yeah, but, that for, but it, I just, for whatever reason, I haven't gotten a lot of info. So that's, that, is our, that is our list of, uh, of what we are looking forward to coming to Gen Con this coming weekend. So uh, if you have any games that can be played with two that you particularly are looking forward to drop us a line i'm curious to hear what other folks are uh, are interested in um but that is going to be our show this week mm-hmm. we have done 50 episodes if you can believe that no way <laughs> it's it's hard to believe for me too so 50 is a good number and here i thought i was gonna suck at this Nah, see you're natural now i don't know about that <laughs> i don't know about that i think i'm much better talking to people rather mm-hmm. than just talking to you yeah so, you know I mean? well, well, 50 50's, 50's a cool milestone that a lot of podcasts out there don't get to hit. So, I it's very cool that we've gotten here. So, and thank I'm happy you guys to for see listening. New likes on our page and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So, thank thank you for those that are that are listening. Um, if it's your first time, you've got a whole big backlog. You can oh get yeah. To. And and we hope you guys will continue to uh, to find us again. Drop us a line, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Tabletop for Two. Hit the subscribe button. Thank you guys very much for watching. Watching? Listening. <laughs> That's right. I've been doing a lot of video podcasts lately. This is not one of them, this though. This is not one of them, because right now you would see me in my like hair turban towel, because yeah. I just got out of the shower. And, uh, and we will see you guys in a couple weeks for episode 51. See ya.